Hello, and welcome to Midnight Fun. I'm Liv, and I'm here because, oh my god, I love the power of love, and romance, and beautiful, mystical fantasy settings. <laughs> I'm KG, and I'm here for the same reason, mm -hmm. and also because I really missed you guys. I missed we haven't you done an episode in quite a while. Yeah. I've also missed Liv, despite now mm -hmm. living with Liv and seeing them every whoop, day. Whoop, whoop. Uh, today, you might have guessed mm -hmm. from Liv's intro, we're talking about Stardust. It's one of our favourite films, one of Liv's definite mm -hmm, all-time mm -hmm, favourite mm -hmm. films. And it's up there in my top 10, top 20, for it. sure. Definitely mm -hmm. would have been one of my favourites when I was a bit younger. Yeah. And now I, there's so many great films competing that mm -hmm. I don't know if I stacked it up, if it would still be in the top 10. Yeah. But it's definitely up there. It's so good. Five-star movie. Million, Love it. Billion stars from me. Just as many stars as there are in the sky. Oh, my God. Oh, so cute shall it. we do a quick recap i'm sure yes. you can do it off the top of your head i absolutely can okay so we open in the town of wall where dunstan thorne yes. a young roguish looking chap played by ben barnes um he's the hottest little guy in that little town wow yeah uh, he goes he's up to really the wall handsome. and he's like oh i want to go over this wall um um, because I've heard there's rumors that there's a town over there, but there's like this old man guarding the wall. So he like sneaks past, goes through the wall. Oh my gosh, it is a, a mystical universe, actually. Uh, so he goes to the market. He meets a very beautiful lady and he and the lady <laughs> have some lovely little time together. And then nine months later, there's a baby on his doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of implied relations for a, a children's soul. So much implied relations. Uh, and then that baby grows up to be Tristan Thorne. Tristan asks out a girl called Victoria, but unfortunately she's betrothed to this other guy. And after a bit of a failed flirt with her, he's like, I'm. He sees a shooting star. By the way, the star's been knocked out of the sky by a necklace by a weird king. More on that later. Um, and he's like, Victoria, look at that shooting star. I will go and I will collect that star for you. And she's like, oh my God, really? <laughs> okay then, but be back in a week because otherwise I'm going to say yes to Humphrey played by Henry Cavill. Victoria sucks. Victoria sucks, by the way. We should just like caveat that her whole role is to be like, I'm a vapid woman, which is like fine because there's lots of other women that aren't vapid women. Yeah, she's um, just... But yeah, yeah, her whole role is to be annoying. Her whole role is to be annoying and then Henry Cavill's also there. Anyway... Um, so then and he's sexy, so it's okay. he is. So then Tristan tries to go across the wall, and an old man beats him up. And then his dad is like, "Okay, Tristan, I need to tell you something. So you're technically half of wall, half of not wall." And he's like, "What?" Uh, so then he gives him a candle. Meanwhile, this star's fallen to earth. A lot of witches see it. Cause guess what? In not wall, I can't remember what not wall's called. Um, <laughs> Stronghold, that's it. The kingdom of Stormhold. Yeah. Um, in Stormhold, uh, stars are actually people, and if you eat their hearts, it makes you young and beautiful for several hundred years. Isn't that terrifying? So, all these witches mm. are like, we're going to steal the star, and we're going to eat its heart. And so then Michelle Pfeiffer, the main witch, is on a little mission to go, you know, steal a heart. And she, the reason why she's been knocked out of the skies is because there's the, old, the king of Stormhold is dead. He has seven sons, but most of them have offed each other in pursuit to yeah. the heir. So the, yeah, the law of this like kingdom mm -hmm. is it's not like the next heir. Like it's no. not like, oh, it will be the oldest son. It's just like, don't know, just kill each other and then you'll get this magic ruby. Yeah. Um, and girls don't count, which girls is count. important mm -mm. for later. Girls don't count. Um, so he turns the ruby into a diamond. The diamond will turn back into a ruby once it's held by someone with uh, the 
king's line's blood and then they will become king of Stormhold. Um, yeah, the last living one. Yeah, the last living one. So then Tristan uses a magic candle, goes into Stormhold and lands right on top of Claire Danes, which, you know... Wouldn't we all, wouldn't love, we to? all love to do that? Um, and then he's like, oh my God, have you seen a star anywhere? And she's like, lol, you're such an idiot. And he's like, wait, I don't get it. And then she's like, I'm the star. And then he's like, okay, well, I will be kidnapping you now because you are a gift for my true love. And she's like, that's really creepy, Tristan. Uh, and then they go on an adventure across Stormhold, trying to make it back to Wall in time. Along the way, they meet Captain Shakespeare, the sky pirate who is just the love of my life. And yeah, mm-hmm. he's great. Uh, the witch continues to chase them. Meanwhile, because the star is wearing the literal necklace that is also, you know, t- supposed to king like choose the king of Stormhold, all the princes are also chasing her, but they're not realizing that they're chasing her, if that makes sense. Anyway, mm-hmm. loads of people get killed. Someone gets turned into a goat. A goat gets turned into a human. Lamia, the main witch, like nearly kills them. Um multiple times and then in the end she does capture um Yvaine because who's the star because her and Tristan they spend a beautiful night together some implied relations and then that morning um Tristan actually leaves to go tell Victoria that he's actually found his true love and he doesn't want to get married to her anymore but the guy at the pub that they're staying at passes on the message really badly so then um Yvaine is like she's gonna go across the wall and she doesn't realize that it would kill her because she isn't a star in wall she's only a star in stormhold and so lamia turns up kidnaps Should just turn into dust they just turn into dust and rock and it's so sad and then um so lamia like she's nearly about to cross the wall then una who is the who is tristan's mum by the way yeah she's still about <laughs> um because she's been kidnapped by a witch anyway so she and she up. still looks exactly still the so same hot. age oh my god she's still so beautiful so hot and then so she like turns up is like vain don't you dare cross that wall meanwhile like her witchy lady gets like her head chopped off by lamia who is absolutely decrepit by this point terrifying then tristan comes back over the wall the old man is like i'm not guarding this wall anymore there's creeps over there um and then so tristan goes captured goes to the witch's realm mark strong who plays septimus the seventh son he has hair in this is terrifying is also there (laughs) because he's chasing the star because he wants to capture the star eat its heart and be king forever yeah normal uh then (laughs) they team up to get Yvain back but then Mark Strong gets killed and then his body is moved used in a very creepy puppety way which is awful then both Lamia's sisters die and then she's about to kill Tristan and then Yvain is like hold me close and think of home and then Tristan's like I really don't think it's the time for a snuggle and she's like no what do stars do best they shine and she summons all the love that she has for Tristan because stars can't shine with a broken heart but because her heart is so full of love for Tristan she shines so bright that she like kills all the evil and it's beautiful and then Tristan Mm. grabs the necklace and is like oh this broken necklace is on the floor and then Una who by the way is the first daughter of the king of stronghold yep she's a prince is like Tristan <laughs> surprise oh surprise and she's like Tristan oh my god like you've you you touched the the diamond and now it's a ruby you're king of Stormhold and then it's their coronation it's so happy Captain Shakespeare there he flirts with Henry Cavill Victoria's also there looking really annoyed that Tristan's getting 
coronated and then Ian McKellen does a voiceover and he's like and they ruled for 80 happy years and then they use the last of their Babylon candle which is the magic candle that can take you to wherever you think of and they go to the sky and then they be stars together forever and ever amen and it is beautiful and I have gotten a little choked up thinking about a few moments of this movie because I love it so much (laughs) also there's just a ton of ghosts following them at all times I think Katie will talk about that later another fun section (laughs) And I've it's actually great. missed out some plot points. There's a bit where Tristan's palling around with one of the princes, but it wasn't super relevant. So like that, it's <laughs> it's a convoluted story, but it's so good. Oh my God. I will say my favorite thing about this film is the world building mm-hmm. is just so consistent. And you like yeah. really do believe that like any like street you went down, mm-hmm. there would be like a whole universe around it. Like it's yeah. it's very built into its world in yeah. the film, and like that makes sense. It comes from a Neil Gaiman book. Yeah. He's very good at world building. Yeah. But you know how a lot of fantasy films are quite hollow, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we fleshed out these three elves, mm-hmm. and there's an orc who you know the name of, and his whole role is to just be some guy. Yeah. Like with this one, you could follow anyone in it, and that would be a whole film in itself. But yeah. you don't have time. You're following evade and Tristan yeah. it's lovely and everything is so fun and it is they don't do like annoying like they don't do a lot of annoying like mm-hmm. here's this thing and here's the law around yeah. it they're like anyway these ghosts are here yeah. let's keep going there's ghosts like it's nice and like I think it's also fun that like a lot of the plot points kind of all match up together like um well the reason why Dunstan and Una have a baby is literally because he walks through the market looking all absolutely gorgeous and mm-hmm. and she's like can I help you? Oh, no, she she says, seen anything you like? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, haha, lol. (laughs) And he's like, oh, no, I mean, these flowers that you're selling, oh, these blue ones are nice. And then she's like, oh, well, it could cost um, the colour of your hair or it could cost all the memories before you were three. I can check if you want, but you don't want that one. You want this snowdrop um, because it will bring you luck. Actually, it protects you from magical curses. That also is brought up later. And she's like, well, this one costs a kiss. And he's like, okay, goes to kiss her on the cheek. And then she snogs his little face off. And then they go and, you know, <laughs> crack on in the back of a caravan. It's beautiful. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, and then um, Tristan's dad gives, Dunstan gives Tristan the flower. And then that means that he can't get like, got by the witches at one point but then he does get a, got by one of the witches and gets turned into a mouse and that's how Evane confesses her love for him because she thinks he's a mouse that can't understand her and it's so cute and uh, <laughs> yes it's so cute romance and um, we were talking about we got to the point where we were talking about the very end of mm-hmm, the film mm-hmm. where they go off to the sky forever yeah. together uh, I do want to say in the book it's yeah. way more metal. Yeah. Um. I w- I have not read the book, but I was reading like mm-hmm. about some of the differences when I was digging into the lore. Yeah. Um. In the film, it's like Yvonne gives her heart to Tristan, and after eighty years ruling, they ascend to the heavens forever. In the uh book, it's like oh Tristan dies, and then Yvonne continues to rule forever as the immortal ruler of Stormhold, terrifying. which is way more girl boss. It's, way it's more so girl terrifying. Boss, but it's also like, but it's I very girl boss. Okay. But I love that in the film that it's like, oh, if you have a star's heart, like he'll become immortal. And because Tristan and Yvain have given each other their hearts, it means that he's immortal now. And I'm like, yeah, it's so very cute. cute. I also like that Neil Gaiman actually changed the um, the ending. Like he also consulted on the ending of the movie and just felt that the ending of the movie fit better, which is... I yeah, like, I do I think agree. it fits better with the film. Yeah. I think with the book, if you were mm-hmm. reading it, there'll be more to explore yes, probably. Definitely. Like. 
about all of the law yeah. and like I feel like law has to be slightly more yeah. consistent in a book because you dig into it more mm-hmm. whereas in this one it's like well that's nice yeah. isn't it that's really nice I also like that um, um, the sky pirates aren't actually a big thing in the books like they're mentioned offhand and also um, mm-hmm. Captain Shakespeare isn't called Captain Shakespeare but instead in the movie they were like no we want to have a whole bit about these guys that capture lightning for a living <laughs> it's so good it's like I love him mm, okay I are we, are we getting in depth into things? I don't know where we're going with this now. Yes, right. Let's get into the law. Yeah. So there's, let's separate this into like a few sections. So like four, there's four mm-hmm. main supernaturally mm-hmm. fantasy-ish things. And that are they are the stars themselves, yes. the witches, mm-hmm. the lightning catchers slash space pirates, mm-hmm. which are not supernatural, but are fun Pair little guys. Fun as hell. Um, um, they're like the royal ghosts, which are really fun. Oh, I love also the royal like ghosts. little fun things along the way, but they're yeah. our major ones. Those, so let's yeah. start with the stars. So the stars in general, they are the mm-hmm. stars that we see and they watch Earth. Like they do see mm-hmm. like everything in Wall and England and the world and beyond. So they see everything on both sides of the wall mm-hmm. in both realms, which is so fun. And like one of the introductions into the film is mm-hmm. like, and the stars watch back, which is so nice. Yeah. It's just very I love pleasant. that quote actually. Um, yeah, it's, I can't remember what it is, but it's very nice. Philosophers have asked, do we gaze at the stars because we are human or are we humans because we gaze at the stars? A load of nonsense, really. But do the stars gaze back? Now that's a question. Yeah. And then it's, it's about like how the all the stars in the sky were all getting the hot goss over Stormhold. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole thing, right? They're like, and the stars love a bit and of the gossip. They're like, goss. oh, I'm so interested in what's going on in here. Um, so it's it's very fun. The sky, just big sky gossips. Yeah, it also just mean that like if you have done anything cringe in your life, yeah, all the stars saw and they all talked about it. Yeah, Awful, unless actually. there was something more interesting yeah, happening, true. like when Victoria and Tristan are on mm-hmm. their bad date. Yes. none of them are watching because none they're busy watching. watching the king, which we'll yeah. get into in a minute. Which, which um, I love because it's also like it's canonical that Evane doesn't know what he's talking about because she wasn't watching either, which I love so yeah. much. Like ah. they just watch it. It's like the world is reality TV for all the mm-hmm. little stars, uh, and the stars can canonically communicate with people. It just seems like yeah. they choose not to because there's a whole extended like why would they? They're not bothered. Tristan yeah, there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole sequence where like Evane gets kidnapped temporarily. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's escaped, and then they're like, "Yeah, you've got away from that girl." Like from mm-hmm. Tristan when he's like captured her. How romantic. Yeah. Um, they send a unicorn to help her. Mm. Um, but then, oopsie doopsie, she gets captured by the witch. Um, yeah, she doesn't really so... have been captured by a witch, to be fair. And she does have, like, some dinner and a nice bath first. So, like, you know. Yeah. I will say, maybe not the most appropriate segment for it, but while mm. we're on the topic. Oh, well. um, The in scene in Stardust oh. was very... It really impacted oh. me as a young child. There's just yes, a scene it. where Claire Danes is in the bath and Michelle Pfeiffer has run yeah. her the bath and they're just hanging out. And I really liked that scene as a child. I uh, really yeah. liked it. I Well, also in the in scene, uh, there's a bit where one of the princes is in the bath. I, mm, yeah. yeah. He's flirting yeah. with Tristan. Like the thing is, as I'm sure that like people will watch it, and be like, he's not sure. He's clearly flirting. There's this whole bit where he's supposed to be talking about like how big his carriage and horses are, and he flicks mm. water off the tip of his dick. Like it's so <laughs> clearly what that is, and he's like, oh well, he used to ride that all day. Flick, and I'm like, hello, like. <laughs> 
This is a bisexual podcast. It is a bisexual podcast, and this is a bisexual movie. Like, absolutely. Like, important to the law. Everyone is queer. Everyone is. I mean, my well, not the space pirates, but Captain Shakespeare is. Um, Yeah, and kisses for him. We'll talk about him later. He deserves. Yeah, we'll get into him. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, back to the stars law. I just had to have a momentary like leave Mm -hmm. and think about them in the bath um anyway so a star can fall um Mm -hmm. in the instance of this film they fall because the space the space oh what's it called the ruby the diamond the the storm hole ruby that thing that's the one i was going to space and i was so wrong that big necklace goes into the sky and knocks Mm -hmm. claire danes out of the sky and that's why she's a fallen star Mm. Um, and so they don't really say that stars often fall. And she's like, I was just minding my business that this the last bloody one necklace to came. Fall was like 400 years ago, I think, canonically. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. don't happen very often. And as far as I could tell, I didn't look up the cast list, but I think mm. that was Jennifer Goodwin, Snow White from Once Upon a Time. Uh, looked it like was her anyway, a in a ginger model, book. As I remember, because mm. in the director's. Um, director's commentary that i've watched a couple of times um they talked about how it was specifically i can't remember who it was now but it was a model and they specifically dyed her hair red um because it oh. looked more striking um with, it looks she looks so much like yeah. jennifer goodwin so the the flashback scene where they're like her sister felt earth and then she got killed by witches um they like she's in the same silver dress that apparently all the stars wear. They all wear silver silk. Um, Love that. But it's like in like very pale, like you know, in Lord of the Rings where um, Frodo is hallucinating and Elrond's there. It's like that kind of hazy dream sequence where the light's quite mm. saturated and it's quite intense. So they dyed her hair red specifically so it would look good with like the dream lighting, which is pretty cool. Hell yeah, that is Hell so yeah. cool. Mm. Love that. Uh, she's knocked to earth and it's been the yep. first one in many hundreds of years. And mm. gee whiz, everyone is excited because everyone if you wants have... a piece of her. Yeah, if you find a star and you cut mm. out her heart, you can have like immortality yeah. and or magic. So but it's specifically I think you would only get magic glowing. if you were a witch. Yeah, so you so what part of the law and the reason for the inkeeping mm. is that the star has to be like happy and relaxed and then the star does what stars do best and she shines because mm. she's all happy and relaxed and then you cut out her heart mm. and eat it and you become magic. Mm. Um, so the main witches, Michelle, Pfeiffer and co are on a quest mm-hmm. to find the star. So is kind of everyone once they yeah. find out that a star is involved. Um, so they use the last of the last star that they had mm. and they... Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is like, I'll be the one to take the magic and get hot again. And she as gets you know. so stunning. She gets like yeah, um, sparkle highlights in her hair, like gold yeah. sparkle highlights, and it is stunning. I was obsessed yeah. with her. <laughs> it's so good. I think this is a natural like sidestep into let's talk about the witches a bit because yeah. I think that's kind of all the lore about stars, and it's not like yeah. we have deep star person lore to dive into from yeah. other things. It's kind of a thing within itself, which a is really small, fun. A small lore about Yvaine, um is that mm-hmm. she is the North Star. Um, yes, it's she so is the fun. North Star, the um, which I think is so sweet because at one point Tristan's like, oh, you know, even during the day you can still see the North Star. And then he's like, oh, wait, and where we can is follow it? it? And then Yvaine is like, ha, ha, very funny. Very funny. You knocked me out the sky. Yeah. Also, stars, when they're on Earth, don't like staying up during the day because there's this one bit where she's really tired and she goes, Tristan, it's past it's noon. Midday. I never stay up this late. And it's so <laughs> cute. And I just, mm, <laughs> I love them. And also, Yvain specifically, um, 
really loves love like she loves romantic love and there's this really Mm. beautiful bit where she talks about how like how mankind loves is so special to her because she will just sit and watch people fall in love all day and see what people will do for love and she thinks it's beautiful which i just think is really good and it's this like very impassioned speech while tristan's being a sad sad fella because he's like this is so stupid i can't believe i've done all this for love and she's like tristan (laughs) it's important that you've done it for love like oh my god and he's like she would love a soap opera would have been you think so and he's like she's like yes tristan and now we're gonna get killed by pirates so anyway (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah um so let's talk about the witches so as we said the witches get like their magic and their youthfulness like they can they have the magic but they can extend that beyond their like natural life cycle by eating the Mm -hmm. star so that's how she gets her youthfulness back but every time she uses a bit of the magic that she had from the previous star Mm -hmm. she gets a bit uglier Ooh. <laughs> a bit older which is very fun mm-hmm. um there's also the babylon candle which is a really yes. fun piece of law it's this um black candle and you hold it and you think of somewhere and when you light it it takes you there which mm-hmm. is so fun like that i was i looked it up and i was like did the babylon candles come from anywhere is that like law mm. nope that's from neil gaiman's brain love how that. fun for him I it like comes it. from like a children's nursery rhyme i think how far to babylon or something like that which that's is not so nursery cool. rhyme. how many miles to babylon not mm. a nursery rhyme that I'd ever heard. But yeah, mm. that's where he got the name from, that's not fun. from like the place, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure they both came from the same place originally, but that's where he yeah. cites him getting the idea like from. I also like that Babylon Candles, um, they do work along the lines of like, you know, with like witchcraft, like IRL, um, mm-hmm. you know, is all about intention. And so the Babylon Candles are really all about intention because at the very start when Tristan is... Uh, going over the wall he's not actually going to look for the star he's officially he originally is going to look for his mum and then maybe seeing if she can help him find the star but Mm -hmm. when he lights the candle he's originally thinking of his mum and then at the very very last minute the star pops into his head and that's why he falls onto claire danes and then he's like (laughs) mother is that you and she's like do i look like your mother your (laughs) mum And it's very good because I I like the I like it when magic works on like intention and stuff. Um, yeah. And there's I I feel I'm, I, you're probably going to talk about the other magic in this, but there's other bits of magic that I like also that I will mention if you don't also touch on them. Ah. Yeah. Well, going into them, I really liked that they use like a fun form of divination, which is mm-hmm, when mm-hmm, they use mm-hmm. like the animal entrails. There is yes. a few different names for them depending on cultures. Like there's um oh I can't even remember off the top of my head, but it's like Greeks augury, used to do it. Romans yeah there's too. a bunch there's like yeah. um what did i look up augury is one kind of doing it there's mm-hmm. another one where you would do uh anthromancy which is when you would do it with the entrails of dying people this one Ooh. is specifically with animals very cool so they yeah. use them to try and locate a vein which is mm-hmm. so fun really yes. like it <laughs> it's so gross like they're they're like pulling yeah. these guts out of this alligator and like holding them up to the light and be like sister you must be careful and i'm like oh my <laughs> god you guys <laughs> It's so gross, but it is it's so, so gross. Fun. But like, it's but good. it's like it's... a couple seconds in. It's like a couple of minutes into the film, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Anyway, time for animal guts." Time for and you're trails. like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I like that they also have runes in this as well. Yes, the runes are so fun. They have the runes. They have the soothsayer. There's this one bit that I absolutely adore, 
with mm-hmm. um, Septimus and his soothsayer, who is the one that has the runes. Um, and mm-hmm. he's asking all these questions and they've um, they gone to this beach and he's like, North, you said. North, we went. That's not here. Um, and fun fact about this beach, it's got all these beautiful ice, um, like just, I, I guess, icebergs, but they're on land, so it wouldn't be an iceberg. Mm-hmm. Ice blocks? Anyway. And so at this point is when they, they throw the runes, like, into the ice block, and they, like, there's this, like, divot in it that's kind of like a ball, and all the mm-hmm. runes slosh around in there, and then they, like, either go blank for no or all patterned up for yes. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, also uh, fun fact those were naturally occurring they are not part of the set they just they were filming i think in iceland and they, mm-hmm. they were just there so they used them which is so cool um yeah but he, he's asking the sutho questions like he's like am i the seventh son is my favorite color blue and then he goes and like the soothsayer is like yes and it's very cute and then he's like okay i'm gonna ask one more question and throw them really high into the air do you work for my brother and the soothsayer's already thrown them by the time he asks the question and then it lands as yes and then he does kill this man and he steals his <laughs> runes and then he goes on his journey again and septimus is very good villain and very evil he is so scary like <laughs> whoa <laughs> I love it. We'll talk more about the princess once we get to the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think one more of the major magic kind of gross things is there's like a magic clay doll with mm. inspiration oh, no. from like oh, magic yeah. golem dolls or voodoo dolls. It's mm-hmm. like not it's not specific. It's like yeah. Neil Gaiman has taken inspiration. Mm-hmm. And like it's a magic clay doll yeah. which um Lamia, the main antagonist, uses Ew. to like bring back to life septimus the main evil prince his body so yeah so he's not conscious in his own body or anything um at the end Mm. like she uses it to kill him she's like your spirit's now in this doll and now i've manipulated your little body and now you're drowning and then later on she fishes him out of the little water feature that she dropped him to drown him and just moves Mm. his body around to fight and it's so gross his bones are (laughs) cracking so much like his leg is like bent out of shape and his bones are snapping all about and his back is like definitely broken the man is doing a back bend so far and it's like and he's fighting tristan and it's like yeah, it's it's good. It's it's one of those moments where it's like, okay, like this is actually like scary. There's genuine peril there because also Tristan like can't kill him. He is dead. Yeah, like he's there's dead. nothing. Like he, he's dead, dead. Like you can't get rid of him unless you get rid of the, like the clay doll. And Lamia mm-hmm. is holding onto that doll pretty hard. It's yeah. spooky, spooky, scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other fun magic things about the witches that yeah. stuck out to you? There's yeah. a couple of fun things about the witches. So there's Ditchwater Sal, who is uh, yes. the witch who owns Una. Una mm-hmm. is in this. She's just. She says she's just a servant girl. So no one actually knows that Una is a princess. Una is the lost mm-hmm. princess, um, which like <laughs> the king is convinced that Septimus killed her. And he's yeah. like, like he's seen your sister. You didn't like, need to nope. kill her. And he, he's like, she's yeah, why would I kill line. her? She's not in line to the throne. And he's like, oh, that's silly. <laughs> we hate miss. women. They can't be rulers. The, like the, I, I think I don't even know. There's no backstory on how she managed to get kidnapped by this witch, but she did. Yeah, I'm sure it's in the book, but the book yeah. we have not read. <laughs> but the witch doesn't know she's a princess, and the witch has basically a curse on her. So she has this. She has this enchanted rope that can only be like cut. Like, if you cut it, you then have a length of chain, but then the chain mm-hmm. just fixes itself again, basically. Um, so she can only be freed when the witch dies, um, and the mm-hmm. witch is called Ditchwater Sal. Ditchwater Sal sees uh, Lamia, 
and just thinks that she is like when Lamia is on her way to capture the star and she just thinks that mm-hmm. she's like another witch so she feeds her limbus grass which is magic grass that makes you tell the truth um yeah and then so Lamia tells Ditchwater Sal all her secrets and um then she's like how dare you and then she curses her like so then she doesn't realize that Lamia is actually like that I think I think she calls her your dark majesty at one point so Lamia's like I don't know ruler of the witches I don't know it's not really she's explained. Just a, a real scary she's witch really scary <laughs> and very important so then Ditchwater Sal is like oh no I'm so sorry so she curses her to not see smell touch or hear the star which then means that later on she can't see a vein and vein is desperately trying to beat her up but she can't because um she literally can't see her uh then later on uh Lamia um because when Ditchwater Sal says is feeding her she says to her heads or tails and then cuts like I think it's a rat in half and then they eat the rat mm-hmm. um then Lamia says to Ditchwater Sal heads or tails and then she doesn't give her a choice and she just burns her head off not like in a super graphic way but she is a body with no head and the neck is yes. on fire which is also mm-hmm. terrifying and then she dies and then oh my god Una's free which is so exciting um but yeah i just thought i just really like the random bits where it's like you like because there's limbus grass in it right and then so Mm -hmm. contextually both the witches know what that does but it's not like a and obviously there's exposition because michelle Pfeiffer goes you dare steal truth from my lips with limbus grass but like it's not exposition 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 you know anything anytime any magic is explained in this movie Mm -hmm. it feels natural like it doesn't yeah, feel they're like not like the limbus grass the thing that teaches you how to be honest and makes you tell the truth yeah they're Which like you I, just I pick it up like a lot of fantasy has lost and i think it's mm. because i not to blame cinema sins but actually i am fully blaming cinema, cinema sins and things <laughs> like it like it's not a plot hole if you don't think something was adequately explained to you you're just bad at watching media you're- like mm-hmm. I just I don't know I really hate that like and a lot of fi- like sci-fi sci-fi fantasy um, mm-hmm. people uh, like not even people but like writers feel the need to over explain things just in case someone on Twitter gets like arsy about it you know yeah sorry that's definitely my, and I feel opinion. no 100% agree <laughs> uh, and I think it's like I think with Neil Gaiman books and adaptations at least the ones that i've seen mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. he does a really good job at like yes, establishing absolutely. the world without it being confusing like yeah. Coraline is so well established yes. without like you know oh, the other so mother good. you know it's this creepy world you gradually unfold this creepy mm-hmm. world and the eyes of the kids etc yeah. but it's not like and the evil other mother was born yeah. like this and this yeah. is how she made the world and in her backstory she was what's mm-hmm. this guy like yeah. it's just like yep that's what it is and yeah. like Obviously, Good Omens has, you know, oh, the yes. good lore of the Bible behind it. So it's yeah. got a lot to work it with. It does have the good lore still, of the Bible. it's like, yeah, it's, there's a lot in there. Yeah, and there is definitely, I mean, in Good Omens, there is definitely like a setup kind of, I think it's half an episode, maybe a full episode of like setup. Mm-hmm. But also within that, it's not over explained. Like, it's not like, oh, and Adam, who is uh, the Antichrist, by the way, uh, watch Good Omens if you've not seen it. Like, it's... Yeah. Oh, it's incredible but it's just sort of like oh well this is the setup of the world by the way francis mcdermott is god and she is speaking to you right now um but like within it like the angelic powers the demonic powers etc etc they're not really explained other than they just have powers and they can do some things and sometimes mm-hmm. 
often Aziraphale abuses those powers to eat delicious sushi, as I also would. I love Absolutely. him so much. Well, now I would like some delicious sushi, so God, we have to same. wrap up soon. No. <laughs> We've got so much more to talk about. So much more stuff. So uh, that's probably about it on the main stuff about the witches, right? Shall we mm-hmm. move very quickly yep. onto the lightning catchers, beep, beep, the space pirates, whatever you want to call them? They're not magic within themselves. They are just like they're part of the world where yeah, you can go and harvest lightning, which is sky. so fun. It yeah, flies so on they the have sky. like they have like a blimp esque yes. pirate ship, which but is so fun. But it also is a sea vehicle, well, yes. water vehicle, because they do yes. land it into like water, but mostly it's sea. It do be a land air guy. Yes. It's so fun. I love it. But also um, they're really being fun. illegal by collecting the lightning. And I love it so much because there's this extended sequence where they are collecting all the lightning and they're all in like mm-hmm. big like galoshes and like waterproof coats and all goggles and everything. And like mm-hmm. the um, wings on the ship just open up and that's how they collect the lightning. And like they yeah. collect it into like, like a little they're... barrel. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're pirates. Like I think they're like identified as pirates, except for we don't see them doing any piracy. Mm. What they're doing is like essentially like yeah. trawling and fishing, which is yeah, so fun. Troll fishing. Like, but for, yeah, lightning, for lightning, which is like, but that's, yeah. and then they go and lightning. sell it is a legal question mark i think yeah not really sure like it was just like oh yeah. difficult to store and like oh some people might sniff around and want to have have it they do go and sell it to ricky gervais which oh, is bit. the worst part of the movie it's awful uh, so we won't stick on him very often but he does much. get cursed so he does get cursed to talk like a chicken which yeah. is great and then murdered so yeah excellent. and then he just get murdered uh, yeah <laughs> so you know <laughs> so we have a very brief sidebar about Captain Shakespeare and how much we love him. Another scene in which I had such a crush on him as a child. He's big, buff, scary, Robert De Niro. And also he likes to wear little outfits and run around and sink. It is so, it is such a good scene because I will say, I really wish that I could, you know, like Men in Black, Eternal Sunshine myself and watch this movie Mm -hmm. again for the first time. Because when, so Tristan and Yvonne get captured by the side pirates because Tristan says, hold me close and think of home, burns the Babylon candle and they get stuck in the sky because she thought of her home and he thought of his home and they are complete morons and I love them so much. And then they get captured by the sky pirates and um, Captain Shakespeare is threatening them and he's implying that him and his crew are going to do nefarious things to Yvonne. I will say a lot of implied rape. (laughs) Like, like, for it, for it. For a kids' film, a lot of she's screaming and I'm dragging her into my chambers, and all the men are going, "Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah." But it's really funny because compared this with like more that you find out later from the crew, like it just isn't even a thing. It's so dumb. Yeah, um, and they so then they like then they're like he's yelling at them, and Tristan's from like, "Oh please, I'm from Wall," and then um, Shakespeare's like, "How dare you lie to me?" and throws him off the ship. But wait, it was just a mannequin. He just threw a mannequin off the ship. And and actually, he sits them down in his chambers and he gives them tea. And he's like, tell me all about my beloved England. And he has a little record player on and he does Tristan's hair. And he like 
brushes his hair and makes it grow longer which oh my god I wish I could do that to my hair that is so cool and they're all chatting and he's chatting about how he picked Shakespeare because it's like a beloved literary figure but obviously his crew are thinking Shakespeare and yeah yeah, and it's just beautiful and then he pretends that Tristan is his nephew and he gives him this gorgeous coat and like he gives Yvain this beautiful dress and he teaches her how to play the piano and he teaches her to dance and he even says to her like I know what you are you are literally glowing um and you know and and then he's like don't worry no one in my crew is gonna harm you um but there are people out there that will so you should you know you should be safe and he also is the one Mm -hmm. who mentions to Tristan that maybe the love of his life is right in front of him hint hint um but then (laughs) uh Septimus ruins everything (laughs) Septimus and his gang I don't know knights whatever they are turn up get on the ship because they have been told that the star was last on the ship and then the uh all of Captain Shakespeare's crew uh are fighting them meanwhile Captain Shakespeare is playing the can-can and is dressing up and he has a little heart on his cheek which actually uh this is a fun fact about me I well I've mentioned it before I am a drag king and I do a little heart on my cheek actually in homage to Captain Shakespeare and no one's ever noticed it or it's not even a thing that I've told people but there's the reason why I have a little heart on my cheek because Captain Shakespeare is king of my heart and I think drag icon and he drag icon because he he has this beautiful pink dress actually that he puts on he paints heart on his cheek and he has this beautiful fluffy flan and he's having literally having the time of his life meanwhile mm-hmm. on deck uh his gang are his crew are fighting the knights and it's so beautiful because there's this bit where like it's like the dun 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 before like the actual can can starts and the his first mate bows and then obviously because they're knights and they're gentlemen they also bow so then they all run and stab them in the back and it's so good and then the classical music is playing captain shakespeare's having a great time then septimus bursts in and is really mean to him and like punches him in the face and then eventually (laughs) they throw septimus out a window and then um he's really captain shakespeare's very upset because he is worried that he has endangered tristan and Yvain and the first mate is like don't worry captain I've brought you a nice little cup of tea and you know you didn't tell him where they went did you and he's like no and he's like but my reputation and they're like oh no don't matter about your reputation we still love you you're still our fierce and pirate and then one of them goes don't worry captain we always knew you were a whoopsie which is not my a fa- phrase a, for a, a gay man <laughs> I've ever heard before <laughs> a line that I wrote down and I remember watching it like as a kid oh, and like not really knowing what gay people were. Yes. Like like mm-hmm. kind of, but not really. And like yeah. not really know what that meant and Googling it and there being absolutely zero results. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guess that's a mystery. Guess <laughs> like, that's a mystery. Obviously, now I understand that it's in like implied, not slur, but like yeah. implied, in like, world you know- mildly derogatory but like friendly like, term i could know fruity like what we would call fruity yeah now but, yeah exactly yeah. like and it's coming it's from this... him he like meant it affectionately yeah. but is kind of like a ooh term yeah. but yeah nothing comes up but obviously other than like reddit threads being yeah. like haha this line is fun and they're from Ha-ha, like the last few years because uh, I re-googled it today. <laughs> yeah, and then Captain Shakespeare goes, Wah, and all his crew go, Wah, and then he's like, okay, get out, I need, need some more alone time. And then at the very end, he is invited to the coronation, and he has a little wink with Henry Cavill, a.k.a. Humphrey, yeah. and Humphrey looks very pleased with himself to be winked at by <laughs> such a handsome captain. 
And I love, love him so that. much. He's so good. He has two different voices. Like he has this very strong, ooh, I'm a big gruff Captain Pirate Man. And then also when he is just chatting with Yvain and Tristan, he is a little bit more smooth talking. And it is effeminate, like I will say. Like, But yeah. there's nothing... It doesn't feel like a parody, though. Exactly. Like, like it doesn't feel... I will say, like, you. sometimes I mm. watch things and I'm like, now, yes. is that representation mm-hmm. or is that, like, a bad stereotype? Mockery, For yeah. example, yeah, I watched the Muppets, oh, Very no. Muppet Christmas oh, the no. other day. Like, we don't recommend it. There's many better yeah. Christmas Muppet specials. But, mm-hmm. like, there is, like a dance teacher who's very uh, like a Muppet dance mm. pe- teacher who's very effeminate with mm-hmm. a lisp and yeah. it's like huh this sure did come out in the early 2000s yeah. <laughs> whereas this I didn't find it no. mocking I found it fun Yeah, like, obviously fun. if people had different opinions that would be fine but I yeah. think it's handled quite well on this yeah I mean my view of Captain Shakespeare obviously is massively like I, I will say I'm a hugely biased because I, I I love him like I love him so much like it's so silly when it's like I will say to people oh you know I didn't realize that I was queer until I was like 21 when like ba- back in the day Captain Shakespeare was my absolute favorite character yeah in the whole of Stardust and I feel like for so many people I mean obviously we, we have Twitter we'll give you all the social details later but you know you know you'll feel free to tweet us email us whatever if also for at you midnight fun. at midnight fun on Twitter and midnight fun pod at gmail.com on our email and it just you know let us know if Captain Shakespeare was also your first one of your first introductions to gay people and i just remember like watching that scene and loving him and being like Mm -hmm. oh my god he is so nice and kind and he is just like you know he's big and strong and beefy but also he loves pink and fluffy things and he's still a pirate like don't get me wrong captain shakespeare would absolutely stab a guy like he is Mm -hmm. like he is a fearsome pirate but also he is soft and feminine and like all this good stuff and i think it's actually really important that he was played by robert de niro i think it is an mm-hmm. absolutely inspired piece of casting such and a good cast it's so good like i just it's so good and i love that all mm-hmm. his crew love him too and yeah i think there's also the bit i will say when um captain shakespeare is like oh i'm gonna go have this woman Whoa! that his first mate like rolls his eyes and is like oh yeah go on <laughs> Um, go and then you're whoopsie uh, I think it's so good because he's like anyone that interrupts me will get the same treatment and then one of the one of the crew goes what y'all and he goes no you <laughs> I love that his crew is like oh my god you're gonna have sex with us if we you. it's so good like it's yeah, just so I think... fun and like dare I say I do dare I do dare say it's camp and it's gorgeous and i am in love camp. with it like it's like performative camp for like yes. our child's audience blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. it's not like camp camp but it's camp yeah, and i it's, love it's it camp. it's and so it's... fun between like this and like michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer and claire danes in the bath and yeah. then having a massage a scene mm-hmm. that i watched a lot of times i didn't really understand why mm-hmm. this film very fun for like a baby gay to watch yeah, baby and gay by baby watch. gay i'm talking about myself yeah. like just a great like a very like subtle like background but mm-hmm. like definitely there queer yes. exposure where like Absolutely. a lot of like films that are like not even gay awakenings for kids but yeah. like when you watch films and you're like, oh, I like it helped me realize I was queer. Mm-hmm. It's not canonical at all. This is mm-hmm. definitely canonical. Well, it's Humphrey. subtle. 
Humphrey yeah, is gay. It's, well, mm, okay. Yeah. It's implied that Humphrey likes at least yeah. some attention of men. I mean, he might yeah. also be in love with Victoria, which, yeah, go off. But yeah, yeah love it's, that. But like, you know, it's subtle, but it's definitely there. Like, it's not queer baiting. Yeah. It's not like, oh, reading into it. It's there. Yeah. It's in the text. It's very yeah. intentional. And also, like, if you're like conservative you mm-hmm. can't ignore it and yes. that means that your kids can watch it and you won't mm-hmm. clock you'll be like haha that's funny man wear a dress yeah and like that sucks but like at least your kids are like having a good time like for the time when it came out which is not that long ago but yeah. still i had never seen a gay character mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. film at, in 2007 yeah. like I, in a film that was like appropriate yeah. for my age group at the time um mm-hmm. so yeah really cool yeah. like very cool choices I think also the thing with Captain Shakespeare and all of like the gay, not even gay coded because like it is like explicit, like, you know, he has a little Mm -hmm. winky wink. It's cute. Like with that kind of stuff, like I think if you are uncharitable towards it or if you are something that like someone that's like maybe not like completely conservative because I think you would just dislike the film if you were, Mm. you would be like, oh, well, it's fine. Like they're making a joke because haha, it's Robert De Niro and they made him gay. That's funny. Or like, yeah. haha, it's Henry Cavill and they made him gay. That's funny. Yeah. I honestly didn't pick up on Henry Cavill until this watch. I'm like, I've seen really? it many times. Even, yeah. Even as an adult. smirky smirk. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. It's very cute. But like, yeah, even me who've watched this film many times as an adult, and like is predisposed to notice that kind of stuff mm-hmm. didn't so like it is very subtle but like in like yeah a good way is. for the time and the time was yeah 13 years ago we've got a long way to go but yeah. very can you imagine if disney like came out with this i know it's not disney yeah but if disney came out with this there would be mm-hmm. uproar but robert de niro oh, was gay my God. <laughs> and the wokes were taking over <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not even that, right? I'm going to get absolutely political now. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm about to talk about trans issues and TERFs. And you know what? If you are a TERF and you've been listening to this podcast, how the hell... Sorry. How <laughs> the hell... <laughs> I'll beep that out. But how the hell have you been listening to this podcast and actually enjoying it? Because we talk about gendery stuff all the time. Anyway, right. I'm about to get on my little stoke box. And I will say, I do believe that if Stardust came out now, so many TERFs would have a problem with it. And they'd be like, Robert De Niro is an autogynophile. It's being pervy towards our children because it's got a man in a dress in it. Blah, 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 blah. You, know, do, you know, if all men wearing dresses, they only do that because it's a fetish. Right. Sorry. No. No. It's just a fun. I mean, I, this is the thing is that, like, there is so much stupid, weird backlash towards, like, drag, especially, like, to the point that I can't remember the name of this prominent turf writer. I'm. And we don't want to platform them anyway. We don't want to name them. Don't platform them anyway. I don't (laughs) care. But this turf writer, I think it was in 2010, wrote an article for The Guardian that was talking about how a load of people were up in arms because the Church of England had said that at Christmas it was perfectly fine for little boys to come into church on Christmas Day wearing princess outfit that they got for Christmas. And this person was saying... um, like this is so stupid why is anyone bothered about this that's so crazy like who cares and then in 2022 the same person wrote an article completely denouncing drag and saying that it is fetishistic and saying that like any person that allows their little boy to do anything that's completely out of gender roles outside of gender roles um that they are basically grooming them to be trans and i think it's so like upsetting that like there is Mm -hmm. this really weird backlash now where like you know what you can claim that you're a feminist all you want but if your feminism literally requires people to stay within 
like very rigid gender roles especially as kids because come Mm. on kids don't kids don't know about gender you are not born with an innate sense of gender no matter what the blooming feminine energy people will say on tiktok you do not grow up knowing what gender is and that's fine i think that's great actually i do i think you grow up knowing what it is but that's because everyone tells you (laughs) yeah okay fine you you grow up knowing what it is you're not born though we live in a society we we do be born naked and everything else is drag so true (laughs) we are born naked and everything else is drag and also like there's literally been there's been so many studies on it that if you just let kids play and you don't observe them they will play with whatever they want to and whatever like feels right for them and like yeah if a boy wears like a crown or a princess dress or whatever maybe that means like later in life that he will be gay or whatever or you know maybe it means that they're trans whatever but actually for the majority of people that like do non-gender role things as kids the majority of them are just straight cis people i just don't i don't know i find it so irritating so true i just I love Captain Shakespeare and I think it's upsetting that actually if this film came out nowadays there would be this really weird cultural backlash to it because yeah. as far as I can tell there wasn't I think it pretty much flew under the radar but we also didn't yeah. like I mean I don't remember because I was also a child but I don't remember any yeah. backlash but we also didn't have like Twitter in a way that we have Twitter like YouTube had mm, existed for true. two years like right. there was probably issues within like certain circles like I don't yeah. want to like name particular things but like you know like in like certain churches there's like yeah Yeah. in like certain stuff like that in like certain churches there Mm. was probably like don't let your kids watch this etc but like there wasn't the like the widespread viral vitriol that there is now it was more community based etc so glad glad I sure didn't see it but very sad for everyone that has been yeah I mean I I saw Stardust in the cinema me too lovely and I I loved it Mm, so good yeah anyway anyway final bit of law um and we'll, we'll go quick because we're almost an hour in depending on how much of our we're gonna carry on going um yeah so the <laughs> final one is the royals and the royal ghosts yes. basically so it's Ghost. very fun it's got like good vibes um so anyway mm-hmm. so he has the what's his name the king of stonehold can't remember his name i think he might just be called jeffrey i don't know i don't know that guy uh he casts out the royal ruby and is like the next guy to find this necklace and it turned red will be king so they all Mm -hmm. kill each other and try and find the ruby um and (laughs) they all get so dead which is a shame Um, and it starts off by him encouraging septimus to push his brother out of the window so he's like guys kill each other yeah they're all named like that which is very silly um yeah so it's una who is the first primus secundus tertius and then actually four to six aren't named because they're already dead (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they all die in like violent ways like one of them is covered in burns one of them is frozen and you see that because you see them as ghosts which is so fun so like as they don't like explain the law it just kind of happens when they're like waiting around to see who's gonna be king they're just hanging around in their dead ghost state like they've got like a big like quintus has like an axe in his head i think Mm -hmm. like there's all sorts they're hanging out um and they it's so good you at the end after primus gets shoved out the window um, and then he's like oh my god my brothers you're here and he's like am i alive and they're like 
no no oh so i'm dead no so uh, yeah stuck like this until the new king is crowned which is such a good yeah. bit like, like implied <laughs> implied afterlife which is cool but there's a bit yes. at the end where septimus dies and like we haven't uncovered that tristan mm-hmm. is gonna like he's in the bloodline etc mm. um so they're just like hanging around like so what happens like we're all dead yeah. so like are we just never gonna like move on um we're just mm. gonna be deathly forever so it's fun mm. it's i think it's pretty much implied that this is kind of an only royals thing kind of yeah. divine rights of kings like connected mm. there's no like god mention but like you know no. the right of the kings comes from the lord yeah. etc kind of it's them like vibe. mythically to be fair there is a bishop actually yeah that it, you're right Lest there we is forget, a because tertius does poison the archbishop <laughs> yeah and it's one of those things where i'm like i'm oh, sure it wasn't so implied good. to be like and there is christianity in the magic world but it's kind of like a, this world is like our world yeah. we have bishops you don't know what for but it is a bishop and they're they are in there. like a church and also tertius does kill one and it is very funny actually yeah <laughs> so at the end when tristan does realize his birthright is to mm-hmm. become the king they all disappear because he has the ruby the ruby turns yes. red and they all move on one more thing about the royals that i will mention because we do mm-hmm. really need to wrap up this section they have literal mm-hmm. blue blood which i really yes. like it's I so cool um, like yep, every really time cool. they like murdered or like when i can't remember the one that is almost living till the end he gets his throat slit in the bath he's just covered in like quintus, blue goo yeah is he, he just quintus? gets covered i think quintus might be the axe one but i can't yeah. remember yeah, um, Quintus might be the expert. But he's not, so he's not Tertius, he's not Primus either. Is it, no, he's Secundus, that's it. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Um, so he's, um, yeah, he's just mm. bleeding yeah. out in the bath. Yeah. Uh, and it's all blue, which is cool because, you know, mm. royal blue blood stuff. And like, yeah. I really think that did frame my perception of what people meant when they said blue blood. Yeah, as same. I was like, a oh, child. blue, yes. Because uh, I remember like a family joke about mm. someone being like, oh, and we've got blue blood in us in that like i think someone had used ancestry.com and been like well maybe a million years ago we might be related 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 to nice. like a low-level duke or something mm-hmm. and they were like oh got that. a drop of blue blood and i was like if drop i bleed will there be a bit of blue in it obviously not and like that's but i think though. my brain was like that yeah that's how it works yeah. which is very fun um I like that we are running so long, so should we, we are, really quickly move on to... I'm editing it. True. <laughs> Can I just but... say one more thing about the princes? Yes, yes, I think yes, it's yes. so funny that they have hand tattoos with their numbers on them. <laughs> yes, very silly. It's so good. So silly. So good. Um, I also like that when they die, that's the state that they're a ghost in. And yeah. I also like that it's implied that they can follow whichever prince they like. But also, while... Evane and Tristan are getting on at the pub. They are with them then. So I guess yeah. they're just following the stone question mark. It's I think they're just trying to see how. what's going on. I think they're yeah, just like, well, I, feel like I just like want the to stars, see. You know, they're yeah, just going they're just when nosy. the action is happening. Everyone and... in Stormhold is a nosy bitch and we love oh, that for everyone them. Everyone in Stormhold loves the drama and it's so good. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry. I just had to say it about them. Also, Lovely. all their fashion is so cool. They all have Well, luckily, Liv, <laughs> Liv did tell me ahead of time that they looked for all of the fandom phenomenon. And unfortunately, there's not loads, but no, sorry, good for us because we're low on time. So tell me all the best things you that you found. What I found. First of all, not that much fanfic. Guys, write some more fanfic. Lame. Like, there's That's 50, so. There's, there's so much yeah. lore. Make yeah, a witch like, story. Yeah, there's like. 50 I want Septimus's backstory. And like, so many of them are from like 
back in the 2010s and mm-hmm. there's 200 and something on ao3 but most of those with the tag stardust 2007 are actually fixed from other fandoms that they've used stardust as like a an au for which do mm. don't get me wrong i love cool. the idea of that like that's really cool very fun space to play in but like yeah that's just not that much and then i found a few rp forums but again a lot of them seem to be either like just name Stardust RP and then they're actually like a Star Wars kind of one mm. or they're That's like cool, kind but of I would love- within like that universe but then they also yeah. have other things from like the Golden Compass like I saw one where it was like oh, oh it's a Stardust RP but you also have to say like if you're like a star or a human where you come from and also what your daemon is mm-hmm. is it daemon or demon am I I know it's spelt with an A it's, it's demon goes- but you know it's it's got a funky demon. letter in it so it's not demon with a funky specific. letter um so yeah but what i will say now you know i mind that good good content yeah if you go on to tumblr yes so much tristan thornex reader smarty fanfic <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you're getting it on with tristan however a lot of like i will say a lot of x-reader fanfic right depending on what fandom you go into a lot of it is like you know, some hardcore things, some, you know, mm-hmm. BDSM kind of situations. Basically, all the Tristan Thorne fanfic is based off that one bit, you know, in when Evane is in the bath because she loves baths. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did you really mean what you said in the caravan? And she's like, oh, my God, no, I can't believe you know that I love you. And he's like, no, but I love you, too. And then she gets out the bath and she is naked. And then he's like, well, I get it, get it naked, too. And then they get it on. Right. No. So much of it is based off of gift sets of that one scene where they are both. Ba- well, he specifically, Evane is not involved in this situation, is like bathed in this golden light. And he's being <laughs> so cute and flirty and cheeky. So many of them are first times so many of them and they're all like fluffy fluff and smut tristan x reader and like it's very cute um uh, the the people of tumblr have spoken and tristan thorne loves you know going down on people which like fair enough king go (laughs) off yeah that makes sense so why yeah, yeah, have, why sense, have the but, gays yeah. not got on board with my Michelle Pfeiffer ex Claire Danes in the bath? Like that was so I don't like, know. like I mean I guess not. everyone was just too young like but then again yeah. there was there was people that weren't my age when this came out. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys? Yeah. There's so much Where good omen stuff out there. I know you so guys are reading Neil Gaiman. Get get into AO3 get and it. write me some good Claire Danes, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer, some good Lamia yeah. vet stuff. I really feel like if you wanted to play in that space, you could be like, oh, the star needs to have a glowing heart before you cut it out. Ooh, how are we If gonna you're listening to this, happy? please write me a POV bath yeah. imagine. I'm asking for it. <laughs> I did, you know, I did even look for like Stardust Imagines and I really, I could not find them. If there are Stardust Imagines, please send them. It's two sexy women in the bath and then she gives um, her a massage. Come on, she, you guys. She doesn't it's give her right a massage. She, like, it's not even that she gives her a massage. She gets her to lie on her back, which by and the way... And then she undresses her. And- no, and then she like parts her little like dressing gown so her boobs are on show and then she gets a knife... <laughs> yeah and, and that's so she, sexy that's so phallic so, of her to do and then tristan <laughs> turns up and then uh yeah ruins ruins the you know the murdery tension but you know i yeah there's just not that much fandom for stardust which is Ugh, crazy because so tragic like, it's, but 
it's such a good film. But then, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's, it's, it's not just can't be niche. It's not niche, right? We're bringing back the Stardust fandom. Yeah. Like, if you're listening to we this, are. get into our ads, get into our replies, tell us what you thought. We're yeah. going to, let's just do a big tweet campaign yeah. where we just first post Freak, about yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer and yeah. Captain Shakespeare. I think we should just do absolute fandom yes. posts. We'll try and hashtag yes. them if there's any active hashtags. But we're going to get in there. We're reviving them. the Stardust fandom and we're going to yeah. do it all over Christmas. This is our Christmas special episode and our Christmas Freak. gift to yeah. you is Stardust. <laughs> Stardust Star- fandom. Back alive and well. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That's that's my fandom phenomenons. There's Excellent. Not that many phenomenons to fandom, which is upsetting. amazing. Excellent. Uh, so one last thing before we give you a little uh-huh. update on what's to come in the future. Liv, yeah. all of those guys that we've talked about, the witches, uh, the stars, the lightning havers, the royals, date or stake. Oh, date all of them. Oh my god. Right. This is the thing about this movie yeah. is even in the absolute like villains of this i'm like hello how are you doing like Fair oh my enough. goodness i don't get the royals the royals are not for me but you know really? who is that princess love her gee whiz Ooh, she's Una. so hot yeah it is hot <laughs> to be fair i think it's just because i love a dark gentleman i'm like oh yeah. he's so scary Fair. he's got he is giving like i'm not a harry potter girl and sorry to bring oh, up is... harry potter on this podcast oh, where we're... Say he's giving snape energy that's so i gross. think i don't he... like him anymore i think Blech. he is getting giving Blech. snape energy and like to be honest i've only seen like two or three of the films and i don't like to bring them up because uh we do not like jk rowling on this podcast sexy. but he does sure have the vibes of all of the snape edits that have come across oh, okay. my feeds oh if you're talking specifically about like fandom snape then yeah yeah that's mostly what snape. i've seen i do need to say that my most yeah. exposure to harry potter is a very potter musical and oh, beyond okay yeah fair enough you know what yeah. you got you you're right you're right he does have snape energy yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah but no i would i'd date so many people in this universe not mm-hmm. ricky Gervais. oh um, yeah i know you know what? Why is he on the main movie poster? He's like the third biggest guy know. on there. It's Michelle so Pfeiffer is the same size as Ricky Gervais, who's in one scene and Wait, is annoying. I assume that it's because this was the time in which Ricky Gervais was being like cameo casted and stuff. Because like yeah. he was cameo casted in Nice Night at the Museum that came out like what two three years later. Yeah, I guess, and I guess it's one of those things like get the dads in the cinema. Ricky Gervais yeah. is in it. It will be a family film. How they still yeah. cast like animated yeah. movies with like fun guys in for the mums and dads yeah but yeah still I feel we like hate him that's yeah i hate him he sucks. it's our most um, pro trans episode yet <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> um Love that. yeah no i i yeah so I, stars I date stars witches date. all of them yeah, I mean, okay, the thing is, is Michelle Pfeiffer would probably try and kill me. I'd love to see what the other witches would look like when they were younger, but to be mm. fair, a few centuries might be a bit old for me, I'm not going to lie. Fair enough, she's ageist. Uh, I'm, I would... sh- I'm shallow like that. <laughs> I would <laughs> definitely date them. Your fifth century. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I would date them, but I would have a stake in my back pocket just in case. And I yeah, would be definitely. like, well, I can go along with this. I'm like so in, you're so pretty, but I'm on my guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, space I have pirate. One of those cool ass glass knives that they have. Yeah, 
space pirate we've established yeah absolutely love them don't know why, why i keep calling them space pirates space? they're not in space i would love if they went into space i think because i'm just thinking about the stars like what if yeah. what if they just figure out like oxygen and they go up to visit a vein oh and Tristan? God. but that would be so good because <laughs> captain shakespeare would like have such a good chat with the star girlies yeah like, they, are, we, they would giggle gaggle they would gossip it would be so fun yeah like canonically, Yvain absolutely adores him. So like, yeah, it's just a match made in the heavens. Absolutely. Like, and then the princes take him or leave him for me. But you would date, uh, and I would stay. I, like I don't hot. like him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> don't is, think they're good people. There is one so, like, of them probably... who is that guy. What's his name? Like that famous British actor would date him. That guy from Friday Night Dinner. Mm, what? Can't remember. Uh, which one are you thinking of? The hot one. Which hot one? David Walliams is one of them. What? Oh, that makes sense actually. Wait, which hot? Which hot one do you mean? What hair color does he have? Rupert Everett, Secundus. Oh, I would date yeah, him. Secundus. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. I sure don't remember David Wall. Maybe he's one of the ones that's in a lot of prosthetics. He's, he's he's the one that goes stuck like this until the new king gets crowned. He's that wow. one. Wow. I so did not clock him. I mean, I don't really like David Walliams, but he's a recognizable name. Um, yeah, wait, no, Rupert Everett's Primus. Oh, it says Secundus yeah. on the Google thing, but that is not super reliable. That's not that's not right though, because Secundus is. Oh wait, no, here's Secundus. Wait, I thought Primus was. Oh, apparently Jason Fleming is Primus. Wait, so that means oh, it's right. Quartus is the one that gets killed in a bath. He's the one that I think is really hot. Fair. He is, yeah, with the long hair, he is kind of hot. Yeah, with the I long, get that. long hair, he's yeah, he's the one that I think is kind of hot. Um, but yes, okay, you're right. It is Secundus that gets shoved out the window. I always thought that was Primus, but it's not. It's just yeah. because the guy that plays Primus and also the guy that plays Secundus looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rupert Everett. I think he's a very handsome man. Anyway, yeah, that probably concludes our real thirsty episode and section. Yes. <laughs> Can I please so- say one more thing? Yes. Okay, I want to talk about the special effects very, 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 very briefly. Yes, 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 like, yes. It's my favorite part of the movie. Okay, first of all, Evane's glowing throughout the film. Evane starts glowing whenever she's happy, which, first of all, I would absolutely love to be able to do that. I feel like it's a fun thing that she does. Mm-hmm. Actually, getting that to look right and not making it look like she was completely overexposed in a photo was apparently really, 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 yeah. really difficult. They had a real issue with that, but they did manage to get it. They finally, do it so well. I- for 2007, yes, it looks consistent. It looks natural. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. They're not like, oh, and now she's blown out and so white. Yeah. I like, like that nice. it shines specifically kind of at the top of her head. And I can't yes. remember. They did a lot. They worked very hard on getting that effect to look right. And it looks beautiful. Yeah. Second of all, a lot of this is practical effects and it is on location yum, filming. Yum, 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 and yum, you yum. can really tell. And I really hope the fantasy films go back to doing this because there is a reason why Stardust and Lord of the Rings look really good still. Right, mm-hmm. and the Hobbit doesn't. Right, mm. controversial opinion from there. There, anyway, I ain't seen right. them, but I t- I've heard look. that they don't look as good these days. Mm. The thing is, is like I just don't think you can replace practical with CGI as good as CGI is. And don't get me wrong, mm. I do definitely think there's a place for CGI in films. However, just it just doesn't look as good, and you can I... really tell because I'm not being funny. Like if they try to like 
you know, CGI in like, I don't know, an iceberg to throw some runes into, it would not look as good as if you it just rocked up to Iceland and there was ice on a beach. Absolutely. I think like a really good combination is like a lot of the works of Guillermo yes. del Toro. We've talked about it, I think, in our Crimson yes. Peak episode. We talked about how they like made practical effects and then they like added a layer of CGI on top. I think that is the future. That is how I would love to see it done because it's like, let's elevate it to this like mystical, Mm -hmm. unhumanly thing. No person could make that, but it's got the base and the reality. So it's not like, Mm -hmm. ah, yes, he's fighting them pixels. He sure is fighting them pixels, which is what I think the effect of Mm -hmm. Marvel movies get. You're like, wow, sure, that creature is smooth. Yeah. (laughs) No Uh, offense to the effects artists like it's very like it's a very impressive job like I just personally prefer when there's like a layering I think it is more believable and my favorite thing about fantasy movies is the emotion anyway disclaimer finished continue your guys (laughs) speaking of mixing practical with CGI obviously all the ghosts in it they are little blue white ghostly men Mm -hmm. they are that part of them is CGI however I'm pretty sure the makeup on them to make their faces look spooky-ooky that's all practical effects too yeah which again you can tell and also my favorite effect from this movie and probably my favorite effect from like any movie I just think it is so cool the way that they did this so there is a bit where Lamia makes her pub to ensnare the star um, mm-hmm. And she also ends up ensnaring, you know, the Prince and Tristan. So she transforms what is a cart into a pub, right? Mm-hmm. And so it is like, it starts with this cart and then green fire, because all her magic is green, because she's evil, duh, um, swirls around it. And then from this, this incredible, like, medieval timey pub right you know you've you've the old pubs that you get in villages mm-hmm. grows out from it and it's like warped and it's like bursting out and it's kind of squishing all in different ways until it like just sits and then the fire burns out and it also like there's also a film all the way through the inside of the pub and it sees like the fire like going through and like pulling things out of like the ground and like lighting the candles on fire and like it ends with like all the flames going into like the fireplace and it's so cool now to actually make that what they did was is they made a full scale like miniature replica of the entire pub like a doll's house but a big doll's house and they did all the little bits inside and then they set it on fire and they filmed all of it and then they shot it and then they reversed it and that's how they did that bit and it's so bloody cool. cool I remember watching the director's commentary and them talking about it and me being like, what the mm-hmm. heck? How do you do that? It's so cool. It's so cool. And it's one of those things that just makes me go like, eh, because I feel like, obviously, Cinema. anyone that makes CGI, you are so talented. You are so incredible. I think it's really cool. But also, if you mix it with practical, it means that you get to do really cool, very inventive things to make mm-hmm. things look different and fun and cool. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just such an ingenious part of it because they were like right okay well we want to make it look weird and warped because like it's you know spooky michelle pfeiffer doing it so yeah. let's just burn a doll's house to the ground and then sh- it's so cool shoot it in reverse. i'm like it's so cool I'm like that was so absolutely like insane for the time i remember mm-hmm. seeing it a was. really similar thing i think it was I believe it was Sammy Paul directing mm-hmm. it, but the Dodie Intertwine music video, they do a very similar thing, but like on yeah. a much smaller budget where they mm-hmm. like burn a Barbie doll house and then they put it in reverse. And it's very cool. Like old school 2017 cool Dodie, like, but like how you would do that on like a much smaller, mm-hmm. like small YouTuber music mm-hmm. video budget, which is like yeah. really cool. Really like it. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. I think it's really fun I to see like really practical cool. effects at like different yeah. budget levels. I think also with like the way that like 
setting something on fire is like that's unpredictable in a way that you're just going to have to like go with what gets done at the end and it's not it's not something you can control so it's like all of the warping that the you know the little pub does while it's going Mm -hmm. through it that's all like natural that's all because they set it on fire and i think that is so So fun so cool and yeah i just i just love it and my final note on the special effects for this there is a unicorn in this film Mm-hmm. And everyone hated him. <laughs> oh, everyone hated the unicorn. The unicorn was a real dick to everyone. <laughs> in yes, the same so. way that Black Philip the goat in The Vavitch was a real dick to everyone. And I think that's so fun that basically any animal in any film is always terrible to work with. <laughs> they hated the unicorn. And the unicorn is such a big bit because it like saves Evane's life and then like drops her off and then runs off into the sunset. Like, And apparently everyone hated it because it was really stroppy and smelled bad. So, you know. <laughs> that's so good. And that's my final piece on the practical effects of Stardust and why I love, love them. Love it. <laughs> love it. So, Liv, what is your peak and pit of Stardust real quick? Oh, p- real quick. Okay, so peak uh, Captain Shakespeare and the can-can scene. Um, mm-hmm. Pit, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> now you have to come up with one that isn't mine. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, my peak is true love and everything like that. Yes. Really enjoy it. One of my favorite things, and like not true love that is like boring because I hate when true love narratives are like, oh, and we are in love. I like that they have like a really good and natural mm-hmm. dynamic. Don't love Enemies that it's born out of him lovers. being like, I think that kidnapping a woman is fine, but whatever. Don't think about yeah, it too I hard. Mean, weird about it because he's like oh well i need to to be fair he's kind of like well i'm not gonna actually give you to victoria i just need her to see you and then like then she'll be in love with me and evane's like this is a bad plan Tristan. yeah like, it's a really once bad he's plan like, he's like Shh. once he does like the bargaining thing that's like i have the babylon candle if mm-hmm. you do this thing for me i'll give it you i'm like okay yeah. that makes sense you've yeah, made a deal but when he's like so woman that i found from the sky i've tied you yep. up uh, yeah, You're so I'd mine say that, now. Yeah, so R- Ricky Gervais is my real pit, but I'll say that like their introduction yeah. is probably my pit. I would have, yeah. I don't know. I think it works with the story very well, and it's like fun. Um, yeah, and I, but if you think about it a bit hard, you're like, I don't like that he did that. I wish that he'd just been like, please, let's make a deal. And she was like, I'm yeah. not coming with you. I'm a literal star. I can do what I want. Um, yeah, but to be fair, in terms of the film, it is very quickly resolved. I think also yes. it's very good because the entire time, Evane is like, "This is a terrible plan." She even says, "Yes," because nothing says romance like the gift of a kidnapped exactly. injured woman. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Which yeah, so good, very fun. But yeah, I do agree. I think also like you know the way Vic- Victoria is characterized because apparently she isn't like that in the books. In the books. She actually doesn't realize that she that Tristan was being serious, and in the end, they actually have a chat, and it's like, oh well, I'm in love with Evane, and you're in love with someone else, and I think that's nice. That's nice. Would probably take too long to do properly on screen, so I guess they were like, let's just. And also, I do really love the thing where he's like, I know what you want, and she's like, really, and he's like, you want to grow up and get over yourself. Yeah, so good. (laughs) Oh. Gorgeous. Um, I also like that uh, Una and uh, Dunstan are in love forever and ever, and they yeah. also get to be like king and queen mother. Love it, and I love that. Mm. So good, it's all good. Thank you so much yeah. for listening to our Stardust episode. This is our yeah, holiday special. We know we've been away for a while. Wow. It's been a hectic year. Mm. We've moved. We've yeah. done all sorts. Our lives have gone in very different directions to when we started this podcast in lockdown. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but we're really excited to announce that we will be coming back soon on a more consistent basis. Yes. We'll give you a full rundown on that in the new mm-hmm. year. But just know more midnight fun, more research, more, more lore. midnight fun. Let us know what you'd, we've got a vague plan, but let us know what you'd like to mm-hmm. hear from us. Um, and we're really excited yes. to come back after a year of fun, yeah. but sporadic episodes. We're excited to get more on a schedule Mm -hmm. get on top of it have a great time make some fun content have some fun chats and Liv I'm so excited to work with you again I'm so excited too also if you really can't get enough of us and you need a little bit of a loving Katie fix before then we do also do a podcast a literary podcast because we are media fiends with our friends and that podcast is called storybook presents we basically go through uh books and stuff that are out of copyright and we discuss them half of it is an audiobook half half of it is a very chaotic book club uh basically same vibes as midnight fun except for uh there's more of us so kate and i don't get to go off on yeah, Ask if you if you hear like. me introduce myself in an episode and then not speak for at least ten minutes, yeah. that's normal. There's just a lot of us. That's normal. <laughs> but we've done um, picture of Dorian Gray. We've done mm-hmm. Gatsby, and coming up soon in the new year, we have Grimm's Fairy Tales, which is not an Yee. announcement because we haven't announced that on social media. But don't yeah. tell anyone. Mm-hmm. That's a secret between you them. and me, listeners. Uh, we're going to be doing yeah. some Grimm's Fairy Tales, which I'm so excited. A huge one for me and Liv. Mm-hmm. We really, we really lit the torch yeah. for that one within the group um, yeah I, I pushed for that real hard yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited to be doing that so if you want to hear us do some little audiobooks read some stories and yeah. then have a book club about it um we'll be doing that in the new year as well um again mm-hmm. if you want some more of us we're midnight fun on twitter and midnightfunpod at gmail.com we are on other platforms mm-hmm. also under midnight fun pod but we don't really use them so they're your, yeah, your best yeah. bets but let us know yeah. what you thought of stardust maybe as a child and now yes. how you felt about captain shakespeare if anybody else had some feelings about michelle pfeiffer and claire danes mm-hmm. in the bath i would love to know um because I, I feel like I'm on my yeah. own out here. Like me and Liv are just You're out not. here. Like that was so Thank relevant me. to us. But there's no fanfic. Validating you all episodes. I know, but I, I need I the mean, internet to validate me, Liv. Like, okay, I will say I didn't dig that hard into the fanfic. I would hope it would be apparent. I hope it would be right at the top. I had a not. I'm I had sorry. a quick I'm Google so and it's not there. You, but it's not. So if you want to write some it's fanfic not. and send it my way, that's Mm-mm. absolutely fine. But I would love to just With hear you. what you think. Let us know what you want from the new season. We'll be more structured. We're doing deeper dives into lore. We're going to be doing mm-hmm. some mega mixes where we watch different yeah. versions of the same film that have come <laughs> out across the years. It's going to be a lot of fun. But we'll also be doing some super silly films in there. It's going to be a yes, mix. We will. Um, I'm most excited, I will say, we are eventually going to do Aquamarine, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, the we made film. Uh, that will be after we've done some more serious ones. <laughs> yes. I am personally excited for us watching every single Dracula film. Yes. And I ever, think ever, that ever, will ever. be our first one. Even I think we're gonna... the naughty ones. Yeah. We're going to take a step back into our roots, going back to the vampires. We're here. Um, so excited. Um, and I think that probably brings us to the end of this podcast. Hopefully Liv has found some ways to trim it down because we have gone long because we've not done it in a while. But thank you so much for listening. Have a great morning, afternoon, evening and have a happy holidays. And we'll see you next year. Bye. Bye.
Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro is loved and respected by Rose Assety of Loyalty Freak Music. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with any of the media or intellectual property discussed on the podcast. All views are their own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends.